Welcome everyone to the Ohave Torah. Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is Pesachim Daf Petet 89. We will begin on Daf. We will begin, excuse me, on Daf Pechet Amur Bet. Uh, at the bottom of the page, Amar Mor. Sigmar starts as follows. Amar Mor. We learned the following beforehand. Upturin Milasot Pesach Shani. If you have a situation where you had mixed up skins, remember last time we ended off a case where there were five skins of animals that got mixed up with each other, and on one of the skins was subsequently found a wart of a sort that would make it pasul. And we don't know which carbon Pesach it came from. We said that all the people are patur from Pesach Rishon as well as from Pesach Sheni. Yes, the Gemara, Vahikachad Delonafik. We understand that four of them are going to be patur from Korban Pesach. But the one guy who had the war. He wasn't Yoseh, so he should be Chayav in Pesach Shini. Why is he Patur? Answer the Gemara. Because it's impossible. You're right, he is Chayav. But it's not possible for him in Pesach Shini. We would, we would do it if we could, if we knew who he was, if we could identify him, but we can't. Hechi David, what do you want us to do? Let kol chad vechad Pesach. If we tell everyone, all five guys. Bring a Pesach, Kamaiti Chulin Azara. You're bringing unsanctified food to the Azara. The rule is, you're never allowed to bring a Korban that's unsanctified. Because four of them already did their Korban. So that won't work. If you want to say, Liti Kulu Chad Pesach, maybe instead of having five Korban Pesachs, we'll, we'll bring one Korban Pesach. Right? We'll just bring one Korban Pesach for everybody. It's where it won't be chulin la'azara. Nimtza Pesach nechal shalom al-miyav. That won't work, because then we'll have to feed the Pesach to people who are not included in it. Why? Because four of them already had, had a patur. And the fact that they were included on this one doesn't count, because they already were there. So let's say we have Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and Yisachar, Right? So now, if it's really Yisachar, whose animal had the wart on it, right? So if we bring one, if we bring five of them, of course, it's Chulin Azara. If we bring one of them, so then, if we bring one of them, so then Ruvain and Shimon are not allowed to eat from it, because they were ready Yotzeh. So it's no good. We need to even name Okay, so hi, my. How would, what are you going to do? Neti kochad minayu pesach. Maybe Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and Yisachar should all bring their pesachs. Vineti vinema. When they bring it, they should say Ididi balmum. If mine had the wart, hi daati hashda pesach. Then I'm bringing a pesach. Vididam hi daati hashda navishlamim. That's a good plan. Why don't we bring five korbanot and have each fellow say a tonight? A condition that if 
they deserve it. This is their pesach, and if not, it's just a shlamim. That's a nice plan. However, loyev shah that also doesn't work. Why not? Mishum di ika chazeh v'shok tikonim hu da achlile. Because the rule is that you have to give on a shlamim, you must give the chazeh and the shok to the kohen. So here, if we give it to the kohen. We, 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 now, we can't give it to the Kohen because maybe it's a Pesach and you're not allowed to give it only to people who are registered. And the Kohenim are not registered. Right? And you can't not give it to the Kohen because maybe it's a Shlamim. So we're in trouble. So that, that nice plan doesn't work because what do we do with the Chazem Shok? Says the Gemara, V'neti kol chad v'chad Kohen Why don't we put in every group a Kohen with them? Right? So let's clarify. Hi, Kohen Echidami. This fellow, this Kohen that we're putting in Ruvain, Shimon, Levi. So we have, let's, say, let's say we have five Kohanim. We got, we got uh, Nadav, Aviyu, Elazar, Itaman, and Aharon. Right? These five uh, uh, Kohanim. Okay? And we say, Nadav, okay, you join Ruvain's Pesach. Okay? E David Pesach, if Nadav made his own Pesach, Dilma, Hi, Pesachu. Maybe this is supposed to be a carbon Pesach, meaning this carbon that Ruvain's bringing is supposed to be his real Pesach, because Ruvain was the one with the wart. Vinimta Pesach Nechal Shalom and then the Pesach would be in Shalom Muriyav, which means the following. If Nadav, let's figure out what Nadav is. If Nadav is the guy who brought a carbon Pesach, then we have a problem. Because maybe Ruvain, who Nadav is placed with, is really the one who had the wart. And then uh, Nadav, who did the carbon Pesach, is not allowed to eat from it. Because he's Lord Muriyav, he already did a carbon Pesach. Okay, that's one. Maybe this is really a Shlamim. And Nadav didn't do a Korban Pesach. So if Ruvain is not the guy, it doesn't work. So says, Why don't we bring five Kohanim who didn't do a Pesach? So we'll say, let's say Nadav, Avihu, Elazari, Taman, Aharon, all these fellows happen to not do a Korban Pesach. And put all five of them together with Ruven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and Yesachar. Okay? V'neima ilave Right? V'neima ilave Hani chamishah psachim Dimavarabshach ikechad delo'avid Pesach. We'll put the Kohen with these five guys. And one of them didn't do the Pesach. Right? Either Reuben, Shem, and Levi, Yehuda, definitely do the Pesach. And they'll all be Yotzeh on the one that's there. How would that work? Let's see how this works. Let's make it, they want to make a tnai that the, in other words, sorry, we don't need Nadav, Avihu, Elzami, Tamar, and Aaron, they don't have Pesach. Bring one Kohen, 
and have it tonight that he is on the Pesach that's missing. That's the case. Sorry. Okay, uh, you, you got the case yeah. again. There's Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, who all have the one has a one has a wart, and the rest of them are, 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 are have been good. And you bring, let's say, Nadav only, who didn't do a korban Pesach, and we say Nadav is included in one of the korbanot that that wh- whichever korban Hashem knows is the one that was the guy who had the wart. And this way, the Pesach is real, and therefore he's including that one, and he's covered, and everyone's good. That would be very good. Or says, you're right, it is possible. If we do this, you're really, Pesach-wise, you're right. We could just get one Kohen Nadav, he didn't do a Korban Pesach, and everything will be fine. But, if we do that, the four Korbanot that are really Shlamim, will have to be eaten faster than a regular shlamim. Right? Because the shlamim normally has two days and one night. And the Korban Pesach only has the night. So we're limiting the time of the shlamim. And that's the problem. The problem is not the Pesach. You're right, Pesach-wise you can get out of it. But shlamim-wise you're in trouble. Okay? Because you're not allowed to lessen the amount of time that you have to eat the Korban Pesach. Now, why can't you lessen it? Rashi says, exactly why you can't lessen it. Rashi says, we're afraid that you might not finish all the korbanot in time, and you might end up having to burn them, and you're really burning something that might be a Pesach. And had it been a Pesach, it really, sorry, there might be a Shlamim. And Shlamim really has more time. So in other words, we have five korbanot over here, right? Let's say, let's say that if we had the real Torah glasses and we could really see which one's the real one, Shimon's the guy who had the wart, okay? So, Ruvain, Levi, Yehuda, and Yisachar, those four of them, are bringing what they think might be Korban Pesachs, but really are Shlomans. And let's say Levi, okay, couldn't finish his old Korban after one night. He couldn't finish in the time of the Korban Pesach, which is long as. So he says, oh, I couldn't finish it. It's no tar already. Let's burn the rest of my carbon. But really, if you have the Torah glasses, you say, you know, you'll say, uh, Levi, uh, Shimon's the real guy who, who, has the, who has the Pesach. Yours is really only a Shlomim. And you really have more time. And you're burning a carbon that shouldn't be burnt, should be eaten. And that's the problem. Did you get that or no? So, so what's the problem with burning it earlier? No, I understand. So, so you could have waited a lot longer, maybe you could have finished it. Right. And you're not allowed to burn. You're not allowed to burn a carbon that you could really eat. So is it a problem if it burns it earlier? Yes. Uh-huh. That's a problem. Right. Okay? I mean, that Kohen is going to probably, that Kohen is going to get eight, eight chazan, eight uh, shok from all the that Kohen's going to get eight chazes and shok. Right, right. Okay, good. Yes. That, that has a problem finishing eating it also. Oh, it's, a lot, it's a lot for him to eat? Yeah. Okay, that's another problem. They didn't mention that one. says, V'neti motar Pesach. Why don't we bring motar Pesach? Which means, why don't we bring the carbon? Instead of saying it's a shlamim, why don't we say it's a motar Pesach? Now, motar Pesach means that if you have If you have a carbon that was a Pesach, let's say, guy, let's say you have the Binyamin family, and they separate to the side a nice white sheep for the carbon Pesach. 
Okay? And they lose it. They can't find it. I don't know what happened. They got lost. Da, da, da. So they make a new one and they bring a brown sheep. Now, then they, later they find the white sheep. The white sheep becomes a mortar Pesach. And it has a law like a carbon Pesach. And therefore can only be eaten for one night. So why don't we bring, why don't we say that instead of having the four extra korbanot, which don't have the warts, being shlamims, let's make them mortar Pesachs which have the same laws as Korban Pesach. And this way, uh-huh. and this way we won't be minimizing the time. The time is not a problem. Because the Shlamim has two days and one night. But the, but the Motar Pesach is the same as the Pesach. And therefore, we won't have the problem, then everything will be fine. What? Oh, oh, let's see. Okay, let's see. Vineti Motar Pesach. Vinema, let's bring what doesn't say. And we'll say, if mine is Balmum, hide the hash the one I brought now. Now the Pesach should be a Korban Pesach. If mine is, a, is the regular one, if mine is the one without the wart, never hide the hash the Shlamim. And mine should be a Shlamim, Mortar Pesach. The Mortar Pesach. Necha, Laila, Vyom. It's only for one day, one night. And it's perfect. Ask the Gemara, Are you allowed to make a korban into a motar Pesach? So Gemara asks another question. So let's go look around and ask all around Klai Yisrael and find all the guys who lost Pesachs and bring those five lost Pesachs and use them. Okay? So in other words, okay, you're right, you can't do it lechatchila. That's your question. Could you make a motar Pesach? No, you can't. So we'll go around and find them. You figure with a million Jews, five million Jews, so you gotta have five of them who lost their Pesachs or four who lost their Pesachs. Let's bring them. Oh, actually, we need five, not four. We need five lost carbon Pesachs and we'll use them, whichever one for which. Okay? Ella, rather... Mishum smicha. The problem is semicha. Semicha means that you're supposed to, on a shlamim, there's a mitzvah to put your hands on top of the shlamim and uh, and uh, lean on the on the on the korban. Te'ilu pesach lobai. When it comes to pesach, you don't do semicha. Ilu motar. But if it's an extra pesach, bai smicha. You have to lean your heads on it, and therefore you can't make the tanai because you're not allowed to lean on it. Because if the Pesach, because so now why can't you lean on it anyway? Because even though Korban Pesach doesn't need, even though Korban Pesach doesn't need smicha, you don't need to lean on it. Just lean on it anyway. But if you while you're leaning on the Korban Pesach, you're using kochim, which you're not allowed to do, and therefore, therefore you have no way to do it because smicha is a problem. Moses says, "Ha tenach." That makes sense. Korban anashim by men. What about women? Because women don't need to do semicha. So if the women lost the carbon Pesach, why wouldn't we pull this stick of getting the five korbanot around? Now we're asking a question. Let's say, what you're all saying makes sense, but why wouldn't the brightness specify that the law that they're saying that you can't do, you can't do anything about it, everyone's patur, is only when the people are men? Because then they have a smicha problem. But women, women don't ever need to do smicha. Should the woman should get the motar pesach and do the shtick, 
How come the Brighton doesn't say that? Ella rather, Mishum, the Ilu Pesach, Matanachat. Mishum, Matanot, because the Matanot. The Ilu Pesach, Matanachat. Ilu Shamim, Shnaim Shein Alba. The difference is for pulling the blood. Because when it comes to Korban Pesach, you're supposed to put only one matana. You only put on one part of the Mizbech. And Shlamim, you have to put two. You have to put two, which is four, which means that you put the blood on the two corners of the Mizbech. This corner and that corner, on both, both corners. Right? So you see, since, the, since the, the way you put the blood is different, you, there's no way to be able to say if it's this and if it's that, because you don't know how to put the blood. If it's a Korban Pesach, has to be put, the blood has to be on one side, otherwise it has to be on both sides. Mara says, doesn't like that answer either, because Mara says, Ma'in afkimina, v'atanan, kol nitanat al-mezbech chitzon, natan matan achat, kafar. The halacha is b'diavad. Yes, he's supposed to put it on both sides. But if you put it on one side, it works. So if we put them all on one side, and it works b'diavad, it'll work fine. Ela, that's not the reason why we don't do it. Ela mishum... The Korban Pesach has to be done by pouring the, the blood on the Mizbech. Right? But the Korban Pesach, you, you have to throw it. Again, I don't like that either. Who cares? Even any time the Torah tells you you're supposed to throw it, if you did it by pouring it, it's still Yotzeh B'diavad, so why can't we just do it anyway? We're in a B'diavad situation. The Gemara says, Emet Kamrinan, Di'avad L'Chadchila Nami. We only said it, if you do Di'avad, if you did B'diavad, L'Chadchila, we didn't say it. <coughs> Meaning, the problem is that you can't do it L'Chadchila, which means, even though we're getting safek karet, still, since most people already did the Pesach, and only one of them didn't yotze, it's better to do safek karet by not doing something, meaning this one guy who had the wart, he's getting safek karet for not doing his korban Pesach shani, rather than everybody does something wrong. So in other words, we, we're, we're, right now we're in a weighing situation. Let's weigh what's going on. On the one hand, there's a guy who had the wart. And that guy with the wart was not Yotzeh's Pesach Rishon. And he's Safek Karet on Pesach Shani. Because if, you, if you're supposed to do Pesach Shani and you don't do it. No, but he didn't do it. No, he wasn't Yotzeh because it was wart. Remember, we had a wart on it. Oh, okay. Right? He's not Yotzeh. So... Um, he's Safek Karet. And since he's Safek Karet, so you would say, okay, so let's let's do this whole thing. But since you're going to have to have four guys do something not Lechatchila, because these four guys are in trouble because they're doing Shifiqa, not Zirika. They're doing pouring. So you're going to make four guys do something with Yavad because of one guy's Safek Karet, and the guy's, the guy's Safek Karet is not, not a Kumba Aseh, it's a Sheva Altaseh. Therefore, we 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 prove we, we decide to say better to do nothing than get these four guys doing the wrong thing. That's Tosfot, okay? Yeah, I'll take some hot water if you don't mind.
Okay, new Mishnah. Haomer lebanav, the guy tells his son, Harenu shochet at the Pesach, I'm slowing the Pesach, al mish yaleh mikem rishon l'Yerushalayim, on the, the, the son of mine, who gets to Yerushalayim first. So the, the, the family is walking to Yerushalayim, and the father is trying to get the kids moving faster. And he says, listen, I'm doing the Korban Pesach for whoever gets to Yerushalayim first. It's a race. Says the Gemara. When the first, when the first one gets his head and most of his body in Yerushalayim, he gets his portion of the Korban Pesach. He was okay. And his brothers get included with him. Why do the brothers get included with him? We're going to see soon in the Gemara. Okay. Says the Gemara. Okay. Shema mina yesh We see from here that the concept of Berera works. Why? Because it sounds like the guy is slaughtering the Koban Pesach. And he's having in mind whoever gets first Yerushalayim. Right, but we see Yeshvira. Why? Why is Yeshvira? Because even though we didn't know at the time who was gonna, who was going to go in first, and when the first guy when the first guy goes in, we say that it comes out that it was slaughtered for him. Not necessarily. He only did it to make them more excited about mitzvot. But really, he had in mind all along that it should be for all the kids. And therefore, it's not necessarily a, 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 a proof that yes, maybe there's no brida. And just, really, this was had in mind all along. Now, let's just figure something. The father has to be in Yerushalayim when he slaughtered the Korban Pesach, right? So how's this conversation taking place? When does the father tell the kids, I'm slaughtering it now for the one... So, no, the father is telling him in advance. Maybe, maybe he's leaving with a horse and he's going much faster. And the horse has to go around. Thank you. That's the case. So Rashi says... Thank you very good. Yeah, so the father had, had, had told him before, or either he went with a horse faster, or the father was um, left early. And he said, I'm going to go there and I'm going to slaughter for whoever gets there first. That's what I okay? So now we wanted to say Yesh because the father doesn't know which son it is, and therefore it should work. Rabbi Yochan says, no, he's only doing it, really, he had all of them in mind when he slaughtered it. Dekanami will prove it. It says that the first one gets his brothers with him. If we say the father included all in the beginning, so it makes sense why the, the brothers are included. But if you say he didn't include them in the beginning, after he slaughters, can he could, could the could the can he register the other ones? right, because the boys are only getting there at night. You can only it can only register people until you. Until you slaughter him. Once you slaughter, you can't do it. So how would this? How would the other brother include the other brothers with him if he's not allowed to? Shema, we now we see from here that the father included all the people in. 
Tanya Nami Hachi, we have a bright like this. Also, Maasev Kidmu Banot Lebanim. There was a story where the father said the thing, and the daughters got to Yishayim first. The sons were slow, the daughters were fast, and they got to Yishayim first. It comes out that the daughters were quick, and the sons were lazy. Now, it doesn't say that they didn't get it. So you see that the father had in mind anyway, no matter what. Right? What? Okay, you want to know exactly how the brothers are Mezakeh. They're not really Mezakeh. So some say it means that he's, it's in his zikhut that everyone got it. Or he's the one, through him it goes to everybody. But the father's having one goes to everyone, and he wants it to go through him. So therefore, the brothers will say, oh, you're the one who, uh, who gave us the zikhut. I'm the one who got you guys all the zikhut. But he's the father had in mind all along that everyone should get it. Okay? New Mishnah. Le'olam nimnim alav. You could always register for the Pesach. As long as there's left to, enough to be a Kazayit for everybody. You don't have to give everyone a big stake. You could put enough people that ever, as long as everyone still gets a Kazayit, it's enough. Okay? You could either register or you could unregister yourself. Moshim is to unregister yourself. Ad shishchot, up to the point of shechita. Once the point of shechita comes, it's too late already, then you can't do it. Okay? Says the Gemara, Rabbi Shimon says you have more time. You have all the way till they sprinkle the blood. Even after they sprinkled, even after they shechted, you can still add in until you sprinkle the blood on his back. That's against the break that we had beforehand. If you remember, we just had a break a second ago which said that you only have till shechita, right? Okay, good. Rabbi Shimon's against that. The person with the Shekhinah is only one person representative was over there. But all the 10 people were there, and the 20 people were there, and as he was doing Shekhinah. I'm sorry? I'm trying to imagine how it, how it looked like. Well, the person, the, the Kohen is doing the Shekhinah most part. No. Or anybody from the Shekhinah. Yeah. But all the 10 people, let's say, that are, in the, that are, nim nim are, are standing. No, there. no, they don't have to be there. So, so. But someone calls him and says, hey, you forgot about Ralph. Oh, oh, Ralph. Okay, Ralph also. Okay. Says the Gemara, my Kamashmalan. What's the Mishnah coming to teach you? Ha Kamashmalan. Dava gav daminu alav chaburazu. Even though the guy, one group, had registered, you could group a whole group. Which means. There's, there's Rabbi Yehuda coming up soon who's going to hold that the only way you could put a new group of people on is if one guy is left. But here we're telling you, Le'olam tells you, when he said the word Le'olam, it's coming to teach you that you could always back off and put on till Shechita, even if when they backed off, there was no one left, there was zero registered, you could still put new guys on it. Rabbi Yehuda is going to say later on, that you can only put new guys on it as long as there's one guy left. So if there's one guy, Carl, is still left on the item, oh, Carl's still on? Okay, we can add 99 more people to give him a kazayit. 
But if everyone got off, you're stuck. We're saying the Ola means you can always do it. Even if the zero guys left, you can still do it. Okay? Says the Gemara. We just said that you could, we said that you could um, register and unregister. Right? Amar says, The machloket between Rabbi Shimon and Tanakama is only about unregistering. The Rabbanan Savi, Rabbanan hold, miyot miseh. But Pasuk says, if you're in, enough to be, you can withdraw to be from a seh. Mechiyutah de seh. While it's alive. Rishimon sabar. Mehavatah de seh. From the item of the seh. The circumstances of the, of the, of the seh. Avalimanop, when it comes to be included in, Tivrei kol achi yishchot. So Rishimon says, Mehavatah seh means, Means from the from the as long as the se is still being used. So again, Rabbi Shimon looks at the pasuk and he says mihiyot mise, and he says as long as the se is in action. So the reason why you could go till zidika is because the se is still in play; it still has to be sprinkled. And once it's been sprinkled, the se is no longer in action. That's when you can't do it. That's how Rabbi Shimon explains the pasuk. Whereas Tanakama says michayut the se while it's while it's alive, and once it's shechita, it's too late. But that machloket is only about with about unregistering, but registering avalimanot by registering call everyone holds achi yishchot. It's only till while it's alive, till it's loaded. Why? How do we know? Damar kra because the pasuk says. According to the number of people, then you be counted, right? And therefore, registration is only techosu. Techosu means slaughtering, because the word kos in Aramaic is slaughter. Okay, so it's an interesting thing. We're telling you that techosu alaseh, which means be counted alaseh, is really a hint to slaughtering alaseh. So the, the, the registering has to be, everyone holds, even Rav Shimon holds, that registering is only to Shechita. Says, uh, that was a buy. Tanya Nami Yachu, we have a bright like this also. It says, It says you could, you could register and unregister until you slaughter. He says, Rabbi Shimon says, That's what we need, that's what we came for. And you could unregister until, until you sprinkle the blood. Brand new Mishnah, Rabbi. Says the Mishnah as follows. If a guy joins a group and he says, I'm coming to the group and I'm including another guy with me. So you have a guy, Harry comes to the group and He's inclu- they all, all the guys know they're registering Harry. And Harry comes in, he says, I'm, cl- I'm including Eli with me. Eli? We know, who's Eli? Yeah, I'm including him in my portion. Right? Says the Gemara. And then, they could give him his. And he could eat his portion with, so e, Harry will eat his portion with Eli. And therefore, in other words, they could tell him, we don't want 
Eli eating with us. We invited you to eat with us. You invited Eli to eat with you? Okay. You take your piece of meat and eat on the side with Eli without us. We don't want Eli with us. Okay? It's the same Korban Pesach. No, but I'm saying that like we had before, one group of Korban Pesach and one group of Pesach, they cannot come uh, mixed together. Right, okay, but here we're just separating. If you have a people of a group, one of the guy in the group uh, has uh, very good hands. Good hands means he is a quick eater. Okay? So everyone is expecting to get a certain amount. We're all eating at the same time. Right? Problem is, this guy's he eats fast, and he's going to eat much more than we thought. Are they allowed to tell him, <coughs> take your piece and kish? Or can he say, what do you mean? I can't, you invited me in. I want to take as much as I get, get to eat. Let's, let's all, all eating together. Let's see what happens. Can he tell them, you guys accepted me. You didn't tell me I have to take it and go. That means I'm getting all I can eat. Basically, it sounds over here like a Pesach is an all-you-can-eat. Right? And this guy, we looks like he, we, we don't want him included in our all-you-can-eat sacrifice. They want to make it uh, portions. Take your portion of kish. Everyone else, we're all going to eat together. So do we say that he can say, listen, you guys accepted me unconditionally. Or, or could they, take, could they say, or they can say back, we only took you in, only, so none of it should be left over. But we thought you'd eat the same. We didn't, we didn't take you that you're going to eat like a, like a horse. Tashma, we're trying to bring a proof from our Mishnah. It says, If you bring other people, like we say the case in our Mishnah, where Harry wants to bring Eli in, they're allowed to give Harry his portion. And Harry will eat it together with Eli, and everyone else eats separately. My time, why, is the, why are they allowed to do that? Isn't the case of Harry bringing Eli similar to the guy who eats a lot? Right? The reason why you're allowed to kick out Harry and Eli, we're assuming, is because Harry and Eli are going to eat much more than Harry alone. So that's similar to the case of, of, of our case, where you have one guy who's going to eat too much. If you hold that the, the, the fat guy could say, hey, you accepted me and you didn't say anything. So why don't we why don't we make Eli like the guy with who eats a lot? Let's make Eli the addition of Eli like the addition of this fat guy. And say just like the fat guy, you can't kick out, you can't kick out Eli. I'm really no. When we want to kick out Eli, it's not because 
Now, we're not kicking out Eli because he's eating too much. We're kicking out Eli because we don't like Eli. We don't want to sit with him. He doesn't come enough to the daf in the morning. We don't eat him with us. That's why we're kicking him out. The inami because even if they both eat like one, Yanni, let's say that Eli and Harry happen to eat so little that together they eat the same as everybody else. They're really light eaters. And they, they could come and say, hey, how can you kick us out? Together we're only eating one steak. What's the problem? Still they could kick him out because they could say we don't want their oath. We don't want his, him joining us. Matsyamalu, they could say, it's not not that we don't like him. We just don't want a strange person with us. We don't want a guy who we don't know with us. And therefore, not necessarily is this a proof that you could kick out a guy who eats a lot. Because it could be that the reason why we're kicking out Eli is not because he eats too much food. It could be it's because we don't want guys like that with us. Tashma, I'll bring you a proof. We have a case. We had this case before, and if you have a waiter, right, and he eats a by mistake, he ate a kazait by the side of the tanur. So we said if he's smart, he should fill his stomach over there because he can't go anywhere else. And if the people want to be nice to him, they can eat with him at the side of the oven. This way, they can all eat together. Sounds like Ratsu, if they want to, yes. And if not, no. Why don't they have to eat with him? Let him tell him you accepted me in the group and therefore you have to move to where I am. So obviously you see that he can't make them eat with him. So you see that the same way he can't make them eat with him, so too this fat guy cannot make them eat with him either. And he could, they could tell him, take your piece and kish. Or says, no. Shania did not really, because they could tell him, Ki we accepted you, we thought you were going to come eat with us. To go to you, we never accepted that, and therefore, that's the only reason why they have to be nice to him, to go to him. Because, they, he, they only accepted him on condition that he's eating together with them, not that they have to eat over here by the oven, they didn't want to eat by the oven. And therefore, that's not a proof. So again, we're looking for a proof that they can tell the guy who is eating a lot that he could take his portion in kish. Mm-hmm. Says the Gemara further. Tashma, bring another proof. It says, If you have uh, uh, people in a group that one eats a lot, you could tell them, take a piece and kish. Not only that, even if you have five guys who are eating any meal together, the joint for any meal, forget a carbon, for any meal. They can tell you, take your piece and kish. You don't have to eat together. You don't have to say, oh, we're all eating together. We didn't say that we're eating separately. No, we'll, give, we'll split it into portions. You take your portion and kish. Okay, so we see from here that you can't kick it out. This is a straight out brighter. There's nothing to argue with. It says you can kick him out, and that's enough. Now, once we mention the brighter, we're going to talk about it. What do you mean when you add in that it, it's even true by this case? 
This is not only. Not only Korban Pesach. They could say, we only took you for the carbon, so we don't have leftovers, but otherwise not. Even by Sibol, even by a regular meal, where, where, where we accepted you because we wanted we wanted you for companionship. We wanted you to join us as friendship. So you see that we did want friendship. You might have thunk, when we have a good excuse that we only want you to finish off, that's when we could kick you out. Because we could say we really never wanted you. But in a case of eating regular, where there's no reason why you should accept me for any other thing, right? you, only, you wanted me as friends beforehand, why can you, you're not allowed to change your mind. Still, you're allowed to say, kish. We can tell you, take your portion and kish. Others explain the Gemara like this. We never had a question whether you could kick out a guy who was, who was eating a lot. Rather, this is the question. People of a group are allowed to split. Or they're not allowed to split. The question was, are you allowed to split in general? Not if the guy is fat. Then when we say, are you allowed to split, we want to know. If they all want to split, fine. But what if one guy doesn't want to split? Tashma, we bring a proof. If, if one guy is fat, they could, or one guy eats a lot, they could say, take your piece and leave. Right? That's only if the guy eats a lot. But you see if the guy doesn't have a lot... You can't kick him out. Now we see from here that you're not allowed to kick him out unless there's a good reason for it. Just to kick out a guy, you can't do it unless he, you know that he eats a lot. Here's the story. They were eating together, eating bread. In the time that it took to eat one little bread, so it's going four to one. Amar Elias, Ravuna told him, Plagli, let's split it. Ravuna told her papa, let's split it equally. Amar Elias, her papa told him, Kibbeltin, you accepted me that we're eating together. And if we're eating together, there's no rules. I can eat as much as I want. Etive kohani tiyufta. So Ravuna mentioned all the, the whole Gemara that we said before. Vishani kajanina, and we answered them each one, Right? We, we had two different questions, each one. The first Tashma and the second Tashma. And uh, he, those two were brought by Rav Huna, saying that you can't kick him out. And Rav Papa answered each one, like we said. So Rav Huna asked the question from the case of Bnei Chabura. Right? So he wants to kick him out because of Bnei Chabura. Over there it's different because they said, we only took you so you, you could fix the korban so we don't have no tar. But here there's no korban. And therefore you can't kick me out with the bread because the bread is not a carbon. Over there there's a carbon. 
And very sending answer question from Sibolet from the end of the Brayta, where it mentions that even if you're sitting together, and once he did that, polyglare. So her papa gave in, and he said, okay, once you mention Sibolet, you're right, the end of the Brayta mentions that on a regular meal, you could also tell the guy to leave. Okay, you're right, let's split, let's split it. Okay, and they split. Azil Ravina. So Ravuna went and he decided to sit together with Ravina. When Ravuna ate one, Ravina ate eight. I'd rather eat with a hundred papas rather than one Ravina. He eats so much. Okay. We learned in the Brayta. The Me'iri says, by the way, Repapa just ate faster than Ravuna. He wasn't eating too much. So Ravuna is claiming that if you kick out a guy who eats a lot, you should also kick out a guy who, kicks fast, who eats faster. Yani, eating faster is him eating a lot. Okay, good. Tanu Rabbanan. We'll learn to the Brayta. I think we're going to stop at Tanu Rabbanan. Hamanei Let's stop over here. Tanu Rabbanan, Hamanei Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen ve'amen.